Welcome to The Daily Drive with Josh Downs, a podcast where I'll be sharing principles and insights each and every day to help you on your personal journey through life. Things to better help you move forward from wherever you are to where you want to be. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to day five of Get Grateful. You're listening to The Daily Drive podcast with Josh Downs. And again, this is day five of our 10-day series on gratitude, where Each day leading up to Thanksgiving, we'll focus on different aspects, stories, and principles of gratitude, all in an effort to better cultivate an attitude of gratitude and hopefully focus a little bit more in our lives on what we have instead of what we don't. Now, a quick update on my Give Thanks for Gas fundraiser. I started out really unsure of what to expect and thought that if we could get $500, that that would be something. But boy, was I wrong. So many have donated we just crossed 1300 last night. The more donations that we get, the more workers that we'll be able to say thank you to for working during Thanksgiving away from their families and friends so that we can travel and see ours. My original goal was to give out 10 pies, each with a $100 gift card and a thank you note for 10 people. Well, because of your generosity, we've doubled that. We're now up to 20 and we're on our way to 30. So if you feel so inclined to donate, there's still time because of the simpleness of the gesture. I'll be able to accept donations up until Thanksgiving morning and still be able to buy any extra pies and gift cards that we need to deliver as many as we can that morning and afternoon. So please keep the donations coming. You can find the fundraiser on Facebook under Give Thanks for Gas or on my Facebook profile under Josh Downs. Or if it's easier, you can also Venmo me at Joshua underscore Downs. Now, today's episode is all about one of the most important aspects of gratitude for us to learn, and it has everything to do with finding gratitude even in the most difficult of places, like, say, a prison. (laughs) Anthony Ray Hinton spent 30 years on death row for a crime that he didn't commit. He was working in a locked factory at the time of the crime that he was being accused of, and the police told him that he'd be going to jail because he was, well, black. His time in jail was spent in solitary confinement in a five by seven foot cell and allowed out only one hour a day. But Hinton quickly became a friend and counselor to the other inmates and even the death row guards, many of whom begged Hinton's attorney to get him out. A unanimous Supreme Court ruling finally ordered his release and after 30 years, he was able to walk out of prison a free man. In an interview where he spoke of of this ordeal, he is quoted as saying, One does not know the value of freedom until it is taken away. People run out of the rain. I run into the rain. (laughs) I'm so grateful for every drop just to fill it on my face. Hinton was later also interviewed on 60 Minutes, and the interviewer asked if he was angry at the people who put him in jail. He said no, that he had forgiven them all. The interviewer asked, but they took 30 years of your life. How can you not be angry? To which Hinton responded, if I am angry and unforgiving, then they will have taken the rest of my life. Now, isn't that such a great statement? After hearing about his experience, isn't it worth asking ourselves, asking yourself, how much of your own life Have you spent angry or unforgiving for far less suffering caused by others or for circumstances out of anyone's control? How much of your life have you spent in a prison of your own making? 
The answer for many of us, unfortunately, is that I believe we spend far too much of our life angry or unforgiving of others or resenting the circumstances that we find ourselves in in the hand that sometimes life deals us. Anthony Hinton is a powerful example of the ability to respond with joy and gratitude despite the absolute worst of circumstances and human suffering and injustices. He is quoted in another interview as saying, The world didn't give you your joy, and the world can't take it away. You can let people come into your life and destroy it, but I refuse to let anyone take my joy. I wake up in the morning, and I don't need anyone to make me laugh. I'm going to laugh on my own because I've been blessed to see another day. And when you're blessed to see another day, that should automatically give you joy. From his experience, he advises those in difficult situations themselves to get better at, can you guess? (laughs) Yep, gratitude. He said it took him 30 years to realize what is really most important. He says what's most important is family, friends, and being free. He said, I didn't know how important just looking up at the sky, the moon, and the stars was until I was in an actual place I couldn't look up and see them. I didn't realize when the wind is blowing how cool and refreshing that air is to the body and that we need it so desperately until I got to a place where I could not feel the breeze. Speaking of the coronavirus from this past year, he says, be grateful if you're still alive, that you can step outside and just take a deep breath. If we're still looking at what we lost and what we're losing, try to think instead about what we're gaining. We gain an opportunity to get to know yourself. We gain an opportunity to put stock in what is important. And I promise you'll look back and say, hey, I discovered something instead of losing something. The most difficult times to practice gratitude are also the most important times to practice gratitude. In life, there are many things that can act like a prison to us. Doubt, fear, anger, resentment, bitterness. Gratitude, though, is the key that unlocks the door to any and every prison that we might find ourselves in. Now listen to this great quote from President Dieter F. Uchtdorf, a wonderful leader of my faith. In a talk titled, Grateful in Any Circumstance, he says, Over the years, I have had the sacred opportunity to meet with many people whose sorrows seem to reach the very depths of their soul. In these moments, I have listened to my beloved brothers and sisters and grieved with them over their burdens. I have pondered what to say to them. I have struggled to know how to comfort and support them in their trials. Often their grief is caused by what seems to them as an ending. Some are facing the end of a cherished relationship, such as the death of a loved one or estrangement from a family member. Others feel that they are facing the end of hope the hope of being married or bearing children or overcoming an illness. Others may be facing the end of their faith as confusing and conflicting voices in the world tempt them to question, even abandon what they once knew to be true. Sooner or later, I believe that all of us experience times when the very fabric of our world tears at the seams, leaving us feeling alone, frustrated, and adrift. It can happen to anyone. No one is immune. Everyone's situation is different and the details of each life are unique. Nevertheless, I have learned that there is something that would take the bitterness away that may come into our lives. There is one thing we can do to make life sweeter, more joyful, even glorious. We can be grateful. It might sound contrary to the wisdom of the world to suggest that one who is burdened with sorrow should give thanks to God. But those who set aside the bottle of bitterness 
and lift instead the goblet of gratitude, can find a purifying drink of healing, peace, and understanding. Isn't that so good? And I can tell you from personal experience that that is completely true. Everything that he said is completely true. Gratitude, as Anthony's example shows, is a choice. Even in the confines of prison and with almost the total loss of freedom in his circumstance, he still had a choice. A choice to be bitter or to get better. To be resentful or grateful. To give up or to give thanks. And as he said, if he were to choose anger, bitterness, and resentment, he would have lost another 30 years to a very different prison, but one that is just as real as the one that he was in. Joseph, who was sold into Egypt, had every reason to hate his brothers who sold him into slavery, to hate the master whom he had served faithfully, who threw him in prison for something he didn't do, and even to hate God whom he worshipped, who seemingly wasn't there for him when he needed him most. But he didn't choose hate. And there's just enough evidence in the story to show that Joseph always made the most of whatever situation he was in. And you don't do that unless you are grateful in whatever situation you are in. Joseph's expression of gratitude in even the most difficult of circumstances was an expression of faith in a plan that he couldn't yet see or make sense of. And that plan and faith led him to overcome every prison that he was in. The prison of the pit that he was left to die in, the actual prison he was locked away in, and the prison of hatred that he could have easily remained a prisoner in. And in overcoming all of them, he came out of all of them better than he was before, until he had risen to the top of every circumstance that he had faced. And then, as second in command of all of Egypt, he saved all of his family and all of Israel from famine. His gratitude in the worst of circumstances led him to the best of circumstances and to become a blessing to all, so much so that all became grateful for him. So my invitation for you today is, again, to get grateful, but to get grateful in even the most difficult of circumstances, especially if you're in a difficult one now. Instead of focusing on what has been lost, start looking for what might be gained. Instead of looking to hate, find ways to love. Instead of choosing to become a prisoner, choose to become free. Focus on what you still have, not what you don't. Focus on the gift today is, and if needed, step outside and just feel the breeze on your face. Look up and see the sky or stars above you, and think of what matters most, your family and your friends and your freedom. And then choose faith by choosing gratitude, the greatest expression of faith there is, and trust that one day like Anthony, like Joseph, and like so many other examples before, that you too will rise above whatever circumstance you might be in and trust that everything will be all right in the end. And if things are not right now, well, it's not the end. Well, thanks everyone. Have a great day and weekend and remember to get grateful. Try to practice gratitude in every situation you find yourself in. That is the key to getting the most out of life in every situation you find yourself in. As always, please share this episode and all of the Get Grateful episodes from this week if possible. We all need to be reminded of how much we have because in this world, it can be so easy to instead focus on all that we don't. And you want evidence of that? Just watch how quickly things change between Thanksgiving and Black Friday. And if you have time and are interested, look up my fundraiser, Give Thanks for Gas, 
and donate anything that you can to help say thank you to those who will be working on Thanksgiving away from their family and friends so that we can be with ours. When we can learn to be grateful for the little things, it becomes easier to find gratitude in everything. Next week, I'll have five more Get Grateful episodes for you leading into the Thanksgiving weekend, so don't miss them, and I'll continue to update you on the fundraiser Give Thanks for Gas. Until then, have a great weekend, everybody, and I'm Josh Downs, and this is The Daily Drive.